0: The Sabers lose in Owen Power's first home game, but I thought Power looked more aggressive than he did on Tuesday night in Toronto. Some good, some bad from the Sabers rookie defenseman that we'll break down coming up here on the show, and also a just horrible jersey foul that I saw at the game last night. That's all I had here on the Locked On Sabers podcast. <laughs> Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase here on the show. Be sure to like and subscribe us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Thanks to everybody that has already, especially those that, uh, that watch the show on a regular basis and hit us up with uh, some help on that front. Trying to get to 1,000 by the end of the month. Uh, it's going to be tough. You know, we got We got half a month to go, but we are currently at 629. So we're getting there. We're getting there slowly, but surely Sabres and Blues will break down, you know, some of the positives that we saw from the game, including I thought Owen Power overall was a positive. He did have ups and downs. There was uh, one very glaring down in power second game. So we uh, we do not. Just, you know, give you just the good here. We will give you the criticism as well. So um, got to give power some criticism on that Vladimir Tarasenko goal. But we'll get to that in a little bit when we uh, we hand out some blame pie. But uh, he was good overall, I thought. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. We'll go through some of the stats of the game against the St. Louis Blues. And then we'll look ahead to the weekend uh, a little bit to see what the Sabres got on tap. Uh, and quick Vegas Golden Knights uh, update. Um, in fact, we could do that right now. Let's get that out of the way now. The Golden Knights won a big win for them. Five-one uh, victory, I think. Well, I, when I went to bed, it was five to one over the Calgary Flames. They won. They finished six to one. Six to one was the final score. That is a huge win for Vegas because that was one of that was probably their hardest game left on the, their schedule, which was at Calgary. So now their playoff odds, which remember were at thirty-five percent a couple of days ago have shot up to 54% between that and a couple of other games going the right way for them. I think Dallas losing last night and they now sit, uh, let's see, where does Vegas sit in the standings? They are two points behind both Dallas and Nashville, both Dallas and Nashville have now just one game in hand and the golden Knights are one point behind LA with a game in hand. So they for the first time in a long time control their own destiny. So, uh 50-50 shot, close to, but um I've been warning that if they make the playoffs, that Sabers first round pick that they have from Vegas could go from like 16th overall to somewhere in the late 20s and I would not be surprised if that ends up happening if they squeak their way in and they are they're flying hot right now. Um so They very well could get in. But anyways, back to the Sabres. Sabres and Blues last night, a 6-2 loss. You know, kind of a deflating game after a bunch of really good games in a row. The Blues had won six in a row, though. So, no shame in that. Everybody's been losing to them. Uh, Before we get to the game, even though, I got to point out, just one of the most egregious jersey fouls I have ever seen in my life Walking out of the game last night, I was at the game with a couple of buddies. We're walking out and I see this for our YouTube audience. I just put it up on our, on our channel for the, those listening, which is the majority of our listeners, mostly an audio medium. Still, uh, Oak Poyer, <laughs> it's a combination of a Kyle Oposo Poso Jersey and a Jordan Poyer bills Jersey. And it's like the white, uh, Navy Kyle Oposo Poso Jersey split 50-50 just so weird stuff going on with the sleeves like the left sleeve is a, is the bills uniform even though that's the opposo side and the right side has the Sabre sleeve even though that's the poyer side i uh, it just a lot going on here this is a brutal brutal egregious jersey foul for sure and in fact someone tweeted at me that there's a, a worse jersey foul Someone has a Dahlien, Terry jersey, a number 26, half Dalin, half Singletary. What are we doing with these half Sabre jerseys, half Bills jerseys? This is a bad jersey foul. It might outrank. I've always thought the number one jersey foul is just putting your own name on the back of, you know, of a Sabre jersey or Bills jersey or having a former player in the current jersey so like you'll see i saw last night a dominic hashek slug jersey like that's as egregious a jersey follow as you could get i think that these might take the cake i think these might beat it out uh splitting bills and saber i just no terrible terrible job do, do not do that fans do not do that it's a it's a, it's a bad it's a bad look bad look it's it just looks so weird um but anyways, you know what? You do you. I'm never going to get too offended by, by Jersey fouls. But that's a Jersey foul, if there's ever been one. Uh, the Sabres, in their 6-2 loss to the Blues last night, actually outshot St. Louis. They outshot them 37-27 to in this game. The expected goals for in this game. 59% for Buffalo, 40% for St. Louis. This kind of goes in tune with what I was talking about when previewing This game before it happened, which was the blues have been winning, but are they actually good because their puck possession numbers are not good. Their expected goals for is 25th in the NHL. Their PDO is number one in the NHL, a combination of shooting percentage and save percentage. They've been getting lucky this season and really. I think that's kind of what happened in this game. They got a couple of lucky bounces. One puck that kind of rolled in past Craig Anderson off a skate. The Sabres had chances all night, especially when the Thompson-Skinner-Tuck line was out there. The Thompson-Skinner-Tuck line dominated when they were out on the ice. In fact, what was their expected goal? 64% was the expected goals for for Thompson-Skinner and Tuck. So I thought the Sabres outplayed the Blues, but... You know, you'll get this sometimes in the NHL where if you're even if you're a good team, you'll outplay the other team and you'll end up falling short. But man, they were so much better. I thought the the Corsi four percentage 66.6% in favor of the Sabres. Two thirds of the shot attempts in this game went Buffalo's way, but they end up losing. I mean, did not deserve that result. The Sabres deserve to win this game, even though they ended up losing it by four. Uh, just a couple of unlucky goals, bad goals, um, some power plays. There was a five-on-three that I thought was undeserved early in the game. The refs had let uh, a trip go on Rasmus Dahlin in the first period because they didn't want to put St. Louis in a five-on-three. Oh, but they had no problem sticking the Sabres with a five-on-three two minutes later for a couple of of wishy-washy calls. So the refs were on the blue side in this game. The power play production was on the blue side in this game. And the luck was on the side of the Blues in this game. I think it's maybe indicative of their season. They get lucky, and they did not deserve to win in this game. Uh, I'll talk about Owen Power when we come back. How He played a lot in this game. There were some ups. There were some downs. And we'll break down some of the goals, uh, throw some blame pie around. And we'll we'll give some credit cake out on Owen Power's first NHL point, which he gathered on an Alex Tuck goal. Uh, in the first period. So that's all coming up here on the Locked on Savers podcast. We are brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried Built Bar Puffs? If you have not, you are missing out on one of the best tasting Built Bars ever. One of the best tasting bars ever. I don't care if it's candy bars, protein bars. One of the best tasting bars Ever. All built Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, including the puffs, the brownie batter puffs, my favorite. They're 100% covered in chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, works for my keto diet, and 17 grams of protein. Mint, brownie, coconut, coconut almond, three flavors that I typically do not like in most things, but in Built Bar, I do. And new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. I have not had that yet, but I am looking forward to it. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Jody Biase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Sabres fall 6-2 to to the St. Louis Blues. Owen Power, second game of his NHL career, his first game on home ice. He got a nice big big cheer when he was introduced in pregame lineups. Uh, He also got a big ovation when he got his first NHL point on a nice pass to Alex Tuck. Now, Power played 23 minutes and 10 seconds of ice time. On the night, the Sabers really deployed three defensemen in this game, much more than the others. Rasmus Dalid played twenty three fifty one in this game. Power ranked second with twenty three ten, and then Yoki Haru played twenty three oh six. And because Yoki Haru and Dalin get a lot of special teams and power play ice time. Power actually played the most even strength ice time of any Sabre last night, the most even strength ice time of any Sabre on Thursday night, 20 minutes and 45 seconds. And there was, I thought, a lot of ups and there were some downs as well. I thought Power, you know, I I speculated that because he looked hesitant to jump up into the play in Toronto, but looked like he wanted to, that we would see a more wide-open style, a more aggressive style from Owen Power on Thursday night. And that is exactly what we saw. He jumped up into the play a lot. He had a, a bunch of glorious scoring chances. There was one slap shot he had from just off to the right um, in the first period in the face-off circle that, that found uh, Jordan Bennington's pad. Uh, he had a couple of other chances when he was joining odd man rushes. He was pinching up into the play when the Sabres had controlled zone time. I thought there was a lot of good, aggressive playing from Owen power. Now, were there mistakes? Yes, there were. And in fact, you know, the first version uh, the first goal of blame pie that I think we really have to play or really have to go through in tonight's game, uh, is the goal that Vladimir Tarasenko scored to make it four to two, uh, midway through, the second period. So this play starts off uh, in their own end. It's a face-off win by the blues. And it's just a simple outlet pass from Tori Krug off the boards to Vladimir Tarasenko. And look, Owen Power, I- I'm showing this on our, uh, for our YouTube uh, audience. Uh, if you want to watch along, you can do that on YouTube uh, with us. Tarasenko and Power. Look, they're, they're lined up here. I mean, Power is in good position. Maybe he's a little close to Tarasenko because if there's any t- type of flip in here or trying to put it between power's legs, he's only got two moves. he's either got to stop it with his with a stick or he's got to flip his hips so quick and really catch up with Tarasenko. so he's you know he's not in the best position here but he's okay he's okay he's in position to take the body he really needs to throw a hit here or again he needs to flip his hips immediately and get turned around and, and get get going so he doesn't get you know he doesn't get nutmegged but that's exactly what happens. Vladimir Tarasenko, just that little tip. What does power do? He doesn't focus on the man. You need to focus and watch the hips of Tarasenko, not the puck. And Tarasenko, the moment that he does this move between the legs, he knows he's got Owen Power because power is focused on the puck. The puck gets by him, and he's dead. I mean, he is just dead on this play. And Tarasenko goes on a breakaway, and he is able to put it in the back of the net. And If anything, I want power. He needs to be booking it to get back here. So Darlene, watch what happens the moment the puck gets through Power's legs. Watch Rasmus Darlene. Darlene, suddenly, he gets on his horse. Now, he he's not going to have a chance here either. Uh, he's too far back, too. This is this was Power's responsibility. But Darlene is booking it, I mean, to try to contest it all. And he get, look, he reaches out. He gets his stick up into, you know, Power's space to kind of bother him just a little bit. Power needs to be booking it here, too, because look what would happen if Power's booking it the same way Dalin does, he might stop this puck from going in. Tarasenko does kind of a a, a watered-down version of the Forsberg move, the one-handed back across. Watch where Power stops skating. Right there. Power stops skating at the face-off circle. If Owen Power takes two more strides, watch how slowly this puck goes in. I mean, even Power, he uses his stick to try to keep it out, but it's a little too late. Power can make up for his mistake if he had booked it back. So a two-part mistake from Owen Power. One, he got caught puck staring, and he got caught getting nutmegged by Vladimir Tarasenko. And two, he didn't book it back, and the same way Darlene did. So uh, a a two-part mistake by Owen Power. Definitely his worst play of the night. Rookie mistake. He didn't have a lot of those, so I'm willing to give him a break. Uh, And of course, you know, he's just showing up. We're going to expect some of that 19-year-old defenseman. So I'm not making any indictment on him as a player. Just, you know what? That's a bad play. And I'm sure Don Granato went over it with him uh, in postgame. So I'm definitely not the first one that's looking over that film. Uh, the good, though, for Owen Power. How about some of the good for Owen Power in this game? His first NHL point, as bad as that Tarasenko play was, there were more good plays than there were bad. And, man, was it a good play to see what he did on his first NHL point uh, a good pass, you know, not just like it goes off his leg and goes to a teammate and, Oh, your first NHL point. Ha ha ha. But it was off your shin. Like, this was a real good play by Owen power for his first point. It's a face-off win off the start by, uh, by Jeff Skinner. Um, the puck goes back to Tage Thompson, Thompson, nice player. Thompson draws the double team and he, you know, kind of keeps puck possession. he, Power really needs to uh, kind of – as he sees Thompson skating back towards the blue line, he's got he's to jump up into this space right here. But it's okay because Thompson shields off the defenders and gives Power that extra second to realize where he should go, and that's chemistry. That's something that Power has not had time yet to build up. But what does he do? Thompson holds onto the puck long enough, that little chip pass to Owen Power, and look at Power. Look at where his eyes are. He's already looking to this slot area where Alex Tuck is wheeling around to. Alex Tuck is not even in the slot area yet, but Power knows that's where this pass is going to go. In fact, he makes the pass exactly when Tuck is thing, his hips around so that it is right on the tape and P- and Tuck has the time and the space to be able to get this sh- put it in the back of the net. If this pass comes, if Power recognizes this where this pass needs to go, even a even a 10th of a second late, then There's a defender here that's ready to jump up and challenge Tuck and get a stick in the shot and then it's not a clean shot. So there are many defensemen in the NHL, 90% of them maybe, that don't have the instinctual awareness to be able to put this pass where it needs to go at the timing that it needs to go. But that's the skill. That is the awareness. That is the hockey IQ that Owen Power possesses on display for his first NHL assist. And Tuck buries it in the back of the net uh, and everybody goes nuts. Power's the one that goes down the aisle first. There's Al Tuck uh, being the, the future captain that he is, pushing him down the line like you go first, kid. And uh, it was a cool moment when he got the ovation for his first NHL point. That was a cool point to be in the building uh, this season. It was a good, a good first point uh, by Owen Power for his first NHL goal. All right. Uh, we'll take another break here, and when we come back, we'll go through a couple of the other goals in this game, uh, including one by Rasmus Asplund, who I've been very high on in the last couple of games, and he had a he had a nice goal. Uh, in this game uh, last night. So that's coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline, your continued source for all your sports wagering information. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. By the way, speaking of bet online, I had another parlay last night. It didn't hit. I got the over on Sabres and Blues, but I did not get Owen Powers at any time goal scorer. He came close on a couple of occasions. Um, and also, I had the Sabres to win on the money line. And again, they got unlucky. I thought they outplayed the Blues, but they didn't end up getting the W. So, uh, not great. Not a great experience for me last night, but still fun. Uh, and of course, always do that over at bet online. Great for parlay options and, and whatnot. Uh Jody Biasi here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Real quick, I did have Rasmus Asplin as an anytime goal scorer on Tuesday night in Tampa in my parlay and he did end up scoring that empty netter. He scores again. Two go- uh, Did I did I positively jinx uh Rasmus Asplin to become this uh this goal scorer again? Remember he scored a lot of goals at the end of last season after Ralph Kruger got fired. So, he gets a second goal in as many games last night against the Blues. This was a good one. Uh, Asplund was just so good. I mean, on his edges, his skating, his forechecking, you know, his ability with the puck. I, I really am loving Rasmus Asplund. I am very curious to know if he can slide back to center and play the same way next year on a line with Kyle Okposo and Zemgus Girgensons. I view that as the perfect Sabres fourth line, checking line for next year. I should really call it more of a checking line. Uh, Asplund centering Okposo, uh, and Gergensen's, or you could have Gergensen's be the center on that line, but I think Asplund might fit that a little bit better. Uh, so anyways, that that first goal that he scores uh, against the Blues to make it 1-0 in the first period, give out some credit cake here. Kind of a simple play, kind of a simple play. We've got a challenge by Asplund off the faceoff. If the middle side loses the draw. Olofsson challenges the defenseman as well, and it's a bad pass. And look, there's Henry Okiharyu. This has got to be a shot. He's got a defender coming at him from the front, and he's got a defender from behind him that's trying to almost jump the pass. And Yoki Haru gets a lot on it. He's like, you know what? I I don't have time. I don't have space. I'm one-timing this. And it's exactly what Henry Yoki Haru does. He gets it towards the net. It had a lot of mustard on it. And look at Rasmus Asplund. Already going to the net, recognizing where the shot is about to come from, getting himself in position, and then the perfect deflection to knock it down so that it hits the ice and then bounces back up through Jordan Bennington. That is a that is a great deflection by Rasmus Asplund. So I would give him on giving some credit cake out here, 80% of the credit on this one, 20% of the credit to Yoki Haru for getting the shot off, getting a good shot off, and uh, doing it quick. Um, but that is a hell of a tip. I, I, I just need the I just need to show that for our YouTube audience because that is a hell of a of a tip by Rasmus Asplund to get through uh, his eighth goal of the season. We'll see if he can get to double digits by season's end. He's having a really nice season. I hope that he sticks around for a long time. I think he's 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 going to have that Johan Larson uh, syndrome where he doesn't score a lot of goals, but he has a big impact on the ice. And you kind of got to look to the advanced stats or you've got to really focus in on him and the end t- the film. To, to really and, uh, during the game to really recognize the value that he is bringing because there is value, a lot of it, that I think Asplund is, is bringing to the team. So a good game by him last night uh, through and through. All right, uh, the Sabres have the Flyers Saturday night at 7 o'clock and then Sunday at 5, so it's a home and home. Against Philadelphia in Buffalo, Saturday night, at seven o'clock, in Philadelphia, Sunday night at five o'clock. So we will talk to you after they play the Flyers. And uh, thanks for listening throughout the week at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow us on, follow me on Twitter at Lockdown Sabres for the Sabres podcast or Locked on Sabres podcast account. And Jordan Hanskin, my co-host's account is at J.R. Hanskin. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening today to Locked on Sabres and making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.